Hello, everybody, and welcome to The V-Spot. I'm your host, Andrea Mancuso, founder and CEO of Intentional Healing and Wellness. I created this podcast because I believe vulnerability is our true superpower, and I want to promote a safe space where we can come together and engage in conscious and courageous conversations to encourage individual and collective healing. In the V-Spot, we will choose courage over comfort as we speak our truth and pave the way for others to do the same. For each episode, we will unite in empathy and embrace our superpower as we spend quality time together here in the V-Spot. Thank you for tuning in. This episode of the V-Spot is sponsored by Photos by Kai. Servicing the New York City area, contact Photos by Kai for all of your photography, cinematography, and video podcasting needs. Visit www.photosbykai.com to learn more. everyone and welcome back to the v-spot so we have someone special with us tonight right this is a first and i'm excited i'm really looking forward to this segment um i'm nervous i'm i'm all things you know all of the and things. all of the things <laughs> but um it's a real gift and so i really want to introduce you to uh bless roxwell who is an expansion coach, a mental health counselor, a psychotherapist, and an energy healer. Yeah. So first and foremost, thank you uh, for a couple of reasons, right? First, thank you for accepting the invitation to be here. Um, I'm, I'm grateful and I'm looking forward to this segment. Second, you know, accepting the invitation when you don't know the questions, <laughs> everybody, that is vulnerability at its best. So I want to, you know, give you your flowers for your courage, you know, and what I love most about sharing space with you and talking to you and, and seeing you post and do your thing is that I feel we have this unique hybrid action about us, right? Where we're coaches and the mental health training. Um, and so I'm excited to jump in mental health awareness month, you know, and really hear us more about the work that you're presently doing. Ooh, okay, let's see which hat am I wearing today. Um, so the work is around psychotherapy and mental health, specifically decolonizing, demystifying, destigmatizing mental health for black and brown populations. That's my like heart stuff. Um, and then I'm also a Reiki master, so I work with energy and energy healing. Um, happy to teach people about their chakras because I feel like knowledge is power. Um, so there's that and then there's expansion coaching and expansion coaching is really all about mindset because if you change your mind, you change your life. Mm. Um, and all say that, wait, wait, sorry to interrupt you. Say that one more time for the people in the back. Oh, I will change your mind, <laughs> change your life. But I'm also going to say that's not mine. That's Wayne Dyer. Okay. Listen, <laughs> Cause I give flowers in this moment. But I love it. It is the truth. Right. Yeah, totally. And then there's another one who I don't know who to credit that one with, but that one is more along the lines of, um, change the way you look at things and the things mm. you look at change. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. um, I'm not a life coach. 
because I can't tell nobody how to live their life, right? Yeah. But I can tell you how to change your mind. Yeah. Um, so between mind and energy, that's that's my wheelhouse, right? And that's I where that. I help people find their healing. Love it. I love it. I love it. Um, so talk to us about, you know, why mental health? Why psychotherapy? You know, yeah. Share, share, you know, it's, we're going to shine the light on all things mental health. But yeah. talk to us about your decision. What had you get into um, that work? I think that, you know, I've kind of always been that person that seeks to understand behavior. Right? Yeah. Um, and when I was 19, I took a psych class with, uh, it was a senior level psych class because I was dodging statistics. Uh, so, so I would be dodging statistics too. <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to do this senior class that yeah. doesn't have the prerequisite. Totally. Um, and long story short, the professor from that class um, told me at the end, when he met me for the final exam, because I hadn't attended the class before that, because it was too early. Sorry. Um, but he I'm was familiar. Like, I'm familiar. Yeah. He was like, you know, he told me that this was, he had hoped that I would go into this field. Yeah. And I was 19 at the time. Mm and dealing with my own trauma and um i was just like no there's no way i'm holding space for other people's stuff yeah. when i can't even hold space for my own but then yeah. you know fast forward 20 something years later and i'm like okay i still need to understand people's behavior i'm yeah. still oh like incredibly fascinated by it and um and then i had done i think i got reiki attuned first because okay. right? I was I had my spiritual awakening in 2012 and I was able to see energy after that for what it mm. truly is right wow. and then I was like okay I'm gonna go get Reiki attuned and then I decided to do coaching because I found that my Reiki clients weren't just coming for Reiki yeah. right there yeah. was more that they needed um, and then with the coaching it was a similar thing. I was doing it and I was like, wow, people really are bringing a lot yeah. to this, you know, and there's obviously a need. Um, and I was like, I got to understand more and I got to be able to provide people with a deeper, higher level of care, you know, and be able to really hold space for them in a safe way. And so that's what made me say in 2019 at 45 that I was going to go to grad school and be somebody's mental health counselor. And so now... <laughs> Here we are, all these years later, you know, yeah. and finding out that I have um, autism last year um, also was key in helping me to understand my choice because that's part of why I study human behavior. Yeah. You know, it's like I have to figure out those social cues and those social contexts that don't come naturally to me. Yeah. And so I study people just really, really closely. And I figured wow. out that that's part of why I always have. Um, and it's come into service in this field of mm -hmm. psychotherapy because I really wow. do study people. Yeah. And so when my clients are even sitting in front of me, they don't even have to say things like I'm already aware because yeah. I'm, you know, it's that intuitive yeah. to me. So yeah, that's wow. how I ended up here. Well, all right. So, so many good things. You see why I, <laughs> do you see why I invited Bless to join us? Um, wow. So first and foremost, uh, I want to shine light on what you just shared and say thank you, you know, for sharing in terms of having a diagnosis autism. And I think one of the most powerful things about that is I think there's a huge stigma around what autism looks like and what the functioning is like. And so, um, you know, last year and this year, I'm going to actually be 
in this, this space of I am not my diagnosis as a, as a message. And what would you say? Because I think that there's so much value in letting the people know that um, what we think diagnoses sometimes show up as is not it. Yeah. Right. So what would you, what can, light can you shine on, on autism and all of that? Piece? Well, you know, what's so interesting, right? Is that I just, <clears throat> excuse me, there's a, a woman, she's the autistic therapist on Instagram. And she had posted this yesterday and I was like, this is exactly it. Mm. And it's that when you don't have a diagnosis, it comes out as anxiety. Mm. It comes out as depression. It comes out as yeah. all these other things, yeah. right? Because you're so anxious, totally. you know? And so for me, getting that diagnosis to say, oh, it's autism with a sprinkle of ADHD. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm not just anxious because I'm anxious. That's right? it, right? Like, I'm not just, you right. know, feeling depression because yeah. I'm depressed. It's like, oh, I, these things are at play, right? And then... Totally. I'm a now neuroatypical, functioning in a neurotypical world, mm. and I'm sitting there like, no wonder I feel so stressed. Yeah. Like, yeah, no wonder listen. it's it's just so many things kind of fell into place. And so, on the one hand, I, I those diagnoses of anxiety and they're just thrown around yeah. too much, totally. you know. And yeah. it's like when it could just be that you are neurodivergent and it hasn't been found out yet mm -hmm. and it's not to say i don't still have anxiety because i still have anxiety yeah. right? you're, like, <laughs> you're like that part check you're right right <laughs> yeah, but no, totally. at least i i can trace it back yeah. and and really get clear about knowing myself and knowing what is showing up and coming up for me right totally. so yeah. it it was it was game changing and i try to share it as much as possible because i want therapists and counselors and coaches when people are coming to you and they're saying i'm anxious yeah right well what does that really mean for them right you know because right. i before that i was just diagnosed with anxiety yeah and it looks different right for each of us exactly and so i love that you are so first just share a little bit more about neurodivergent for folks who may not be familiar with the term if you don't mind so neurodivergence is the idea of someone, you know, we have this idea of a baseline, mm -hmm. right? And someone deviates from that. Yeah. You know, they're autistic or they have ADHD or they're OCD or like, you know, yeah. bipolar. And it's just this idea of not being the quote unquote norm, mm -hmm. which in and of itself the discussion yeah right? we'll bookmark that for another <laughs> right. episode we'll get back to that one um and then neurodivergent would be referring to a person yeah right so neurodivergence would be the thing and then mm. neurodivergent would be you're describing someone right um and i have a theory that no everyone does not have autism everyone does yeah. not have adhd everyone does not live with neurodivergence yeah. but i have a suspicion that there's a lot more of us out here mm. than than is known yeah. right because when i even tried to go and get diagnosed for autism the assessment alone was six thousand dollars Right. And so that part. For, exactly. That so part, which, for people that are out here just trying to get diagnosed, yeah, like totally. even that is a challenge to get assessed, totally. you know, and then with the ADHD, same thing. They don't something about it's unless it's impairing your life. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's like, but who gets yeah. to dictate if it's impairing my life? Well, that's right. Exactly. You know, like, let me tell you if it's impairing. If it's life. impairing your life, right? Like, <laughs> right? Like, I will be the best judge. I'll be the one that. to tell yeah. you if it's impairing your life, exactly. right? So it's a, it's, 
an ongoing discussion that's happening. We just stepped into it last month. Um, we had a panel discussion around autism awareness in BIPOC communities, right? And so my goal is to continue to have this conversation, continue to bring more people to the table to have totally. it. Um, because even in the DSM-5, like that sort of descriptor, even that's not enough. Yeah. It's not catching everybody, right. you know? No, that yeah, that needs to be also. Uh, that's a whole nother story, right? Yeah, I don't know. If, I don't know if the the, the uh, volumes of the DSM can keep up with how much yes. it's important to actually keep refreshing, adding, tweaking. Yeah, you know? exactly. Um, no, I love. There's so many things that you said, and you know, this aspect of I want to go back to what I heard you say is uh, a relief in hearing a diagnosis, right? Because, and I really want to shine the light on this for everybody listening. So many people, right? So many of you don't want to seek support because you are afraid of a diagnosis, but there's so much relief in understanding that certain symptoms are a part of, right? And then it's like, ah. Yes. And so I think that what could seem so scary to so many people is actually like a relief in so yes. many different ways. So it was, I, think that's, that's I mean, huge. I'm still processing it, right? Yeah. And I wanna say the first month after I realized it, it was very emotional yeah. because, but yeah. it was emotional because, you know, I'd spent my whole life feeling like weird totally. and different yeah. and just like, you know, and so having that moment of, oh my gosh, it's not in my head. right? You know, yeah. I'm not crazy. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I really am processing yeah. information differently, right? I really so am. So for example, there's a sensitivity that comes with it and I identify as a highly sensitive person. Mm -hmm. That means I would go to the dentist my whole life. This is, this is what I'm talking about. Yeah. I would go to the dentist my whole life and need extra Novocaine. Right? Because my pain levels, I feel pain differently. Yeah. And I would have dentists tell me it was in my head mm. and just keep drilling. Wow. You know what I mean? Ugh. And it's like, now yeah, I have a like, diagnosis. Yeah. I'm like, oh no, you're gonna stop. Yeah. Because I am telling you right. it's not in my head, right? Yeah. And so even having that, that is the idea of being neuroatypical, moving through a neurotypical world, yeah. is like you will have people telling you. No, and so when you have a diagnosis, you can say, oh, no, mm -mm, sorry. Yeah. You know, no, yeah. you're wrong. My own brother, who I love, who's one of my biggest cheerleaders, advocates, his initial response was, but you're one of the smartest people I know. Mm. I'm like, yeah, I'm still yeah. one of the smartest people I know. I just happen right. to also be one of the more socially awkward people <laughs> right. that you know. You're like, that part didn't change. That part didn't I'm change, still right? The person, you know. <laughs> Yeah. So, but it was it was little things like that that mm -hmm. allowed me to stand firm. Yeah. When other people doubt it, yeah. right? When other people are like, "You're not anxious. What do you mean you're depressed? You're not yeah. like it's like no, this is not in my head. I'm not That's making it up. Totally. I am, you yeah. know. And it doesn't. I think the most important thing is about weaponization mm. of a diagnosis. Oh, right yeah like that idea of being autistic and having it weaponized against totally. you or having anxiety and having it weaponized against you yeah. and it's just like no nobody's gonna weaponize this against yeah. me you know yeah. what i mean and if anything i would 
I realized part of my mission and my purpose, part of my purpose is supporting people, right? But it's also, you know, I'm here to change literally the face of autism because you don't look at me and think that, right? You think, you know, a little boy or something because that's the messaging and that's the marketing that has taken place. It's totally true. I think that changing the face of, and that's the powerful part, right, of mental health because I think that there's been so many conversations that I've had in terms of depression, anxiety, PTSD, another one, right? There's a, you say PTSD, you think of a particular profile sometimes and it's like, hello. Yeah. Here I am. Here I am. Exactly. There's so much value in shining the light on that because I think that it's, it's another level of breaking the stigma and chipping away at, you know, what has been created over the years in terms of our go-to, you know, um, I think that's, that's powerful work to be committed to and, uh, a courageous journey, you know, to say the least. And I think that people, um, there is so much benefit in thinking about young people who there's a lot of anxiety around believing or thinking that they have a diagnosis, right? And then being able to look to various people to say, oh, I'm like them. That's, you know, exactly. and there's nothing wrong with, and this is something that we don't have to be shameful about. Exactly. And it's just another way to basically understand ourselves and how we interact with the yes. world. That's freedom. It's freedom. It's freedom. Exactly. Totally. And it's just like, you know, there's the stigma that comes with neurodivergence is coming from the outside. Yeah. Right. And so like, even, you know, the discussion on, around autism is like, it's there's no need to find a cure yeah like autism speaks i believe part of their marketing is let's find a cure like what do you want to cure me of Mm. this is my brain this Mm. is not something to cure and i i think about it like this nature nature made trees it's like a thousand different kinds of trees right right Right. nature made octopuses Mm. how many kinds of like literally look around you nature makes one thing and then Breaks it out across the spectrum, right? Yeah. Why would she only make one kind of brain? Right. How does that even make sense that she would make one brain? Right. And everybody, like, it doesn't, it doesn't add up. And how boring. Exactly. Right? Like, who, think about it. For everybody listening, how boring the world would be with one type of brain. One. And then, dare I say, (laughs) some of the brains that we experience modern day it's like no there's so much like variety and you know and there's so much totally. gold and healing and just innovation yeah right yeah. like it's just let's yeah. think outside the box you know let's yeah. stop stigmatizing let's stop like you know just putting weaponizing people against themselves yeah you know what totally. i mean that's not that's not okay no, it's so. not. And I think they're really what I also pick up on in this moment is it's the lack of information, the lack of understanding, uh, understanding, and people often are uncomfortable. So it's their discomfort yes. that that it gets added into this, you know, level of um, your diagnosis makes me uncomfortable. Yes. I don't know how to interact with it. Yes. So right, it's like make it go away. Make so I'm gonna it pretend stop. that it's not actually exactly. There. Yep. Yep, that's, that's exactly what it so is. So it's like, I'm sorry, I'm not going to make you comfortable because this is who I am. You know, there's so much power yep. in that. Mm-hmm. That's it. It's you powerful. It. Yep. Nailed it. Oh my gosh. Right. 
I'm so excited about this conversation. Me okay. too. Me too. Okay, so we will be right back. We're going to take a brief break. All right. So, bless. 45 years old. You decide to be someone's mental health counselor, (laughs) (laughs) right? And so you've been practicing, you know, studying, practicing now for a bit. Talk to us about what you are experiencing with your clients. What are you seeing a lot of these days? Let's see. What do I get most often? I get a lot of anxiety. Hmm. A lot of anxiety. Um, I get a lot of depression. But what's interesting is that I get a lot of anxiety and depression connected to people not living authentically, Mm. right? And so they are in the midst of their midlife crisis, right? Or, you know, they want to be doing this, but instead they're doing that, right? Mm. And so it's almost this (sighs) epidemic of, I did what I thought I was supposed to? I know nothing about this. <laughs> I have no I'm idea. I'm not judging you in any way. In any way. I don't know anything you're speaking but of. But I get a lot of, wow. I did what I thought I was supposed wow. to do, and now I am 30, 40, right, what have you, and I'm miserable, wow. and I'm anxious, and I'm depressed, and mm. I'm you know, I don't even know what I want to do because I haven't thought about what I want to do for so long. And like, and so I get a lot, a good chunk of it. Every now and then, especially post pandemic, we do get grief. Yeah. A lot of grief right now. Um, and that's understandable, right? Totally. Um, and I want to say, but I want to say the majority of it is really the anxiety and depression connected to not living the way the life or the way that they would like to be. Mm, That's so I want to really like shine the light on that. So for everybody who's with us, you know, if you are someone who is experiencing anxiety, depression, because you are doing what you think you have to do, you are traveling down a path that was potentially set out for you, right? There could be this experience of misalignment, which shows up, um, as anxiety and depression. And so there's a real opportunity to tune in and ask yourself, are you doing the work that you want to do? Right. Right. Because I definitely at points in my own journey, um, and I joke about it, but it's like, so on point recognize that a lot of what was on deck for me wasn't mine. Right. Mm -hmm. It was somewhere along the road. I, received it as a suggestion or I received it as feedback or I, you know, was good at something. And so, you know, not everything we're good at do we have to pursue, uh-uh. right? There's, there's a lot there's a to lot. it. So I think that that's so, that's so powerful. So I just yeah. want to highlight that. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'm working to complete the internship for mental health counseling. And I would say that what I see a lot of absolutely anxiety, depression, um, hypochondria, is you know and so people are now medical anxiety right yeah, now too. yeah yeah people yeah. are you know so hello <laughs> i am a hypochondriac and i'm really experiencing in clients how much it's showing up these yeah. days where it's very much like and i think total residual of the yes, pandemic right absolutely. so absolutely. um there's a great understanding i definitely felt it at least that i always stood out in you know certain circles with the oh i have a headache 
is it a God forbid, the, you know, brain uh, yeah. <laughs> like everything to the worst, but now I'm seeing it show up in front of me so often. And so it's yeah. like, oh wow, the pandemic really neutralized um, what was once conceived as, uh, perceived really as hypersensitivity. Yeah. And, you know, so. And I think it's also like, I, I, you know, they've been trying to put complex PTSD in the DSM-5 yeah. forever, yeah. right? Um, and I don't know if your audience knows what complex PTSD is, but really quickly, CPTSD is, PTSD is like one-off event, you're traumatized, you can't process it, it's still affecting you year, yeah. years later. CPTSD is, it's not a one-off event. Right. It just, you don't know when it's going to end. Right. Mm. And it just keeps happening. And my suspicion is that that's usually related to, you know, childhood abuse. But within this context, it I feel like racial trauma and the pandemic yeah. both qualify. Totally. For that, right. And so it's very mm. um, it's very layered. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And so I think that right now, in terms of what's coming into the office, it's really taking I don't want to say it's taking me longer per se, but I'm finding that I the, the layers that I have to yeah. peel back. Absolutely. Right? To get to like the actual core. Mm. You know, we have it's almost like we we put blankets on ourselves each year. We take a blanket yeah. and we put it on ourselves, right? And it's like then when you come into therapy, you know, you have to sit with your therapist and they, and you have to feel safe. And I like the blanket yeah. analogy. I'm going to go yeah. with it. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. you have to feel safe to be able to yeah. take off the blankets. Totally. You know what I mean? Totally. And, and some of them are heavier than others and, Listen. you know, and so, um, really finding someone that you feel safe enough with to yeah. do those things, I think is super, super important. That's everything. Right. And so important. And again, everybody who's tuning in, you may not find that with the first therapist oh, that you sit yes. with, right? So listen, you're interviewing your therapist. It's like dating. You're yeah. yes, right? Like <laughs> you're, you're sizing them up. Like, can I unpack my stuff with you? And if the answer is no, it's don't allow it to be a knock against the whole profession, yeah. yes. right? It's it's about finding someone who you genuinely feel seen by, understood mm. by, right? Safe with, um, but. I hear it a lot. You know, I tried and I didn't connect and I'm yeah. like, no, don't stop after one Find time. someone else. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Like there's actual research that shows that part of the healing that takes place in therapy yeah. is about the connection you Absolutely. feel with the therapist. Right. And so it's not one of those things where it's not like going to a doctor don't where you can go to any doctor. Yeah. Right. Exactly. It's like, you know, try on some before Definitely. you get to that one. Yeah, you know, right. and I mean, like, I'm fortunate to say like that most, most of the clients that I get assigned, I'm able to find common ground with on some level. Right. Yeah. And so we do are able to build a rapport, but I've had clients be like, no, this isn't working. And, yeah. and your therapist is not going to be offended. Oh no. Like they're not going to be offended right. because they are probably feeling the lack of connection as yeah. well. And it's a, I don't want to say it's a waste of time. Cause I don't feel like anything is truly a waste right. of time, but it's taking time from you and it's taking time from the therapist. Yeah. Right. And Definitely. you could be with another therapist. That's a better fit. And totally. they could be with another client. That's a better fit. So if that first, if that connection isn't there after like the fourth, fifth session, 
please call it quits. Your yeah. therapist is not going to be mad. Listen, right. <laughs> Quitting uh, sometimes, you know, gets the bad rep. You get to pull the plug when it doesn't work yes. for you, but don't pull the plug indefinitely. Yes. Right. Keep yes. going. Keep Find trying. Someone else. Exactly. There's someone out there for you. There's that. Definitely. So stay the course. Um, Tell us about your own mental health. How are you supporting it these days, right? It's been it's been a trying uh, couple of years here. So uh, talk to us about what it looks like to support you. Oh, my gosh. Lots of meditation. <laughs> meditation, meditation. Like in, uh, I don't know if y'all ever saw the movie Auntie Mame, but anyway, um, if you ever do, there's a horse in there. His name is Meditation. But so I use, regularly use an app called Beatfulness. Um, that is my primary go-to because it is about, it works on the concept of brainwave entrainment. Um, and it has got every possible thing you could want. Binaural beats, it's binaural beats. So you'll get one tone in one ear, one tone in another ear that come together to create a specific frequency that is supposed oh. to sync up. Oh, I love brainwaves. that. What's the name of it again? It's called Beatfulness. Beatfulness. Yeah, great. I gotta and check that out. They got everything from health and healing, feminine energy, zodiac, oh, wow. energetic healing. I use it for my Reiki sessions. Like oh. it's, they got everything, and you can set Ooh, the time, check that out. the amount, right? So like every night for thirty minutes, put my headphones on, oh, and I fall great. asleep listening to one, right? Mm -hmm. So I there's that. that. That is powerful. Oh, and they have little two-minute ones you can do as well throughout the day. So those are great. Um, so beatfulness. Um, and I'm currently looking for a new therapist myself um, okay. because my health insurance changed, and so that. But once I find it, that is That's going to be. Yeah. Important. That's um, non-negotiable. Non right. I loved my last therapist, yeah. but I had her through NYU. And so when I right. left, I had to leave her behind. Yeah. I right. miss you. If you're watching, and, I miss you. <laughs> um, there's a connection that's formed. Yes. I think that's so important to yes. highlight. There's a connection that's formed. There very much is. When you feel safe, you feel safe. Yeah. Right. Right. And so therapy, um, the Beatfulness app, I do a lot of meditation on my own. Um, I love walking, yeah. particularly now that it's spring. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's really important to just share really quickly. Walking is really good for anxiety yeah. um, because so it kind of works it, right? It yeah. engages both sides of the brain, works it out of the body somatically. So I love walking. Mm -hmm. I'm so happy that the weather is yeah, better now. Um, and when the weather is nice like that, I'm, a good, I'm good for the park. I love yeah. earthing. Yeah. Right. I am a literal tree hugger, so I will walk. You might catch me in Brooklyn hugging an actual tree. Um, so if you see Blast hugging the tree, okay. make sure you send her love. It's okay. and it, no, it's okay. Don't call anybody. It's okay. <laughs> exactly. um, and and that's that's an energy yeah. thing, right? Because there's a circuit that is created when yeah. you do earthing or when you hug trees or engage with nature. Um, and then I want to say in, in the winter, right, when I'm not able to do those things, I'm big on like a good cup of hot tea, right? Yeah, and I just sitting in silence. The power of. Yeah. yeah. Or if it's the morning, it's guaranteed going to be coffee. I don't play right. those games. Um, but, <laughs> you know, just sort of sitting and being. I think I yeah. try to do that as much as possible, right? Because mm -hmm. I'm also somebody's mama. And so I'm always. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like when I'm, from the time I go, go, go in the go. morning, go till I'm done yeah. at night, right? And so I 
carve out those times to sit and do yeah. nothing. No TV, no phone, no input, no nothing. On purpose. On purpose. All right, so I want to highlight that to everybody who's with us too. This is, you know, the name of the game is purposeful silence, right? We are used to plugging in things to distract us. And so to carve out time where you can purposefully be still, uh, there's a therapeutic aspect to, yeah, that's powerful. Game changing. I love that. And you know what? <laughs> Y'all mind yourselves, okay? Because I'm going to share this. <laughs> there was a study that was done. It broke my heart that they stuck people in a room for five minutes, just like that. No phone, no TV, no nothing. And after five minutes, they were giving themselves electrical shocks. People could not sit by themselves wow. for wow. five minutes without giving themselves an electrical shock. Wow. That's a problem. That's a big problem. Like, it is okay to be with your thoughts for five minutes. Mm. Nothing's going to happen. No. <laughs> right? As a matter of fact, here's the call to action. If you can't be with yourself for five minutes... You need to be with yourself for 10. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so that we're going to go that route. Exactly. Right? Because if you're that uncomfortable, if then you're there's, that uncomfortable, there's healing and, and attention that that deserves. That is calling for you yeah, that's to big. find a space to get yeah. some healing. Okay. So yes, taking those five minutes a day, 10 minutes a day to just be still. Just be. Yeah, yeah that's, that's intentional healing um, all in itself. And I love that it's an untraditional way of supporting mental health, yep. you know, so thanks for sharing that because that's key because it's, yes, therapy, right? Like I'm someone too who has therapy in place and what else that's untraditional that supports yes. the mental health? And um, I love that you highlight that. So that's that's powerful. All right, all right. So we are going to move to our final question before we go to a speed round. Oh, my gosh. Um, so I'm so nervous about the speed round. But no, gosh. no, no, it's exciting. <laughs> so um, the last question, you know, I speak often about courage over comfort. Talk to us and tell us what does courage over comfort look like in your life right now? <laughs> I'm a Leo, yeah. man. Let me tell you something about being courage. All right. <laughs> So, um, what does courage over comfort look like for me right now? Courage over comfort looks like ending my company, Life Being Energetics, stepping out in the front of it All to right. be Bless Rock Swell. Um, and we just had this conversation, yeah, right? And so Life Beam Energetics was my baby that I started in 2017, I think. Um, and it did everything that I do, right? Because it was me, but there was something to be said for it in terms of protection and a buffer. Um, and then in 2019, when I did momentum education, um, to a win-win world, um, I realized that it was, that's what I was using it for, that it wasn't, you know, there was fear. Wow. Yeah. fear right and it was only since um and then i started school and then uh the pandemic happened and so i was able to push it off to the side but then once i graduated and now the pandemic's not around anymore yeah. here we are right and so yeah. a couple of months ago i realized that it didn't it felt like the shirt was too tight so i had to take it off and really sit with 
you know, it's time for blessed to step out and be blessed Roxwell and there's no buffer and there's no mask, you know? And so powerful. that takes courage, right? That's courage. And I am an authentic, courageous, and powerful leader. Yes, you are. Yes, <laughs> so, you are. I love that. Though. You know, so it's that's that's my courage to comfort, comfort yes. out of courage, all of that moment. Cause I was like, I could stay here. Life Beam Energetics is very established. People yeah. know it, right? And from a marketing space, I'm probably not doing myself any favors, right? But because I kind of got to start over. But it's like, With, no. Which might be the biggest favor. Right. 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 And there's I get that to start part. fresh. I love that. And I think, you know, I had a conversation, uh, I don't know how many episodes ago, with Baron Wright. And you got to love Baron. And we talked about this idea of giving yourself permission to reinvent and giving yourself permission to uh, switch it all up, yeah. right? And sometimes we are waiting for the outside world to say, it's okay to make this change, yeah. you know? And, and what I hear in your journey and courage over comfort is giving self permission to, regardless of the process, yeah. to go forward and, and reestablish. Yeah, you know? because there's always gonna be fear. Yeah. Right? There's always, always going to be fear. Gonna be fear. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And so at what point do do I let fear continue to be in charge? Mm. Right? Totally. And it's like, you know, you, you spend your whole life and wake up at 65 realizing that yeah. you've let fear dictate mm. everything. You know? Totally. And so, no. I was All staring right. down 45 and I was like, oh. Listen. Oh, that's what the <laughs> other side of the hill looks like. All right. Yeah. How do I... Do I, I want to roll down this hill? <laughs> do exactly. I want to run that, down? Right. right? And yep. you realize that you have a choice. Yeah. You know? But that's the part, everybody. Say it again for the people in the back. You have a choice. You yeah. have, a, you have choice. a choice. Right? So <laughs> it's, again, for folks who are experiencing anxiety, experiencing depression, you have a choice. Yes. Right? It may not be the easy choice. It may not be the popular choice. Right. Um, but there is that power of choice. And so 45, I mean, you put yourself at the top of the hill a couple of years early, just saying. But if you're seeing it as like, how do I want to come down this side of the hill? Yeah. Um, recognizing that there are choices. I think right. that's great. And right. so bless Roxwell, everybody. So uh, the reinvention is in full effect. Yes. You know, and I love that. That's yeah. courage indeed. Yeah. And, you Staying know, listen, tuned. there's nothing like. You know, I think about it, and yes, there are scars that happen and things that happen, but, you know, pick yourself up, dust yourself off, and know that it's all part of the lesson. All part of the you lesson. You didn't come here to play it safe, necessarily. No, that's it. And in the end, and I, I share this often, in the end, you know, is it going to be the comfort zone and the safety that you remember most? Right. Right? Exactly. No, it's not. All right, I love it. Lightning I love it. Round. All right, lightning round. Rolling so, up my sleeves. Okay. Roll them up, roll them up. So, um... I call this the forwarding four, okay. and so uh, I will ask you a question. You answer with the first thing that comes to your mind, knowing that there is no right or wrong answer. Okay. All intuitively driven, and um, whatever, wherever you go, you go. Okay. So tell me when you're ready. I'm ready. All right. Number one, name one area of your life where you are intentionally healing. Body. Physical things, anything related to physicality, mental, emotional, spiritual, I'm groovy. Got it. Number two, share one breakthrough you've had as a result 
of being in therapy. Oh, one breakthrough I've had as a result of being in therapy um, that I don't have to feel like I have to do everything immediately. I can pace myself, I can seek help and support, and I can be interdependent. I think that's the most important. Yeah, I love that. Love it. All right. What is your call to action to the collective? Go get you some healing. No, um, <laughs> courage, dear heart. Um, my call to action would be for you to dig deep, believe, and know there is light on the other side, and that is really the degree of your courage that will determine how fast or how quickly. I love that. I love that. Great. And number four, what would you say to anyone who believes that they should manage their mental health on their own right now? <laughs> Sorry. That might be what that, I would that's say. The, that's the answer. <laughs> um, no. Uh, let's see. Laughter aside, we just came out of a pandemic. Um, there is a whole racial reckoning going on in this country. We had um, four years of a really volatile presidency. We are currently in the space of a somewhat volatile presidency. Like, there's climate change. I mean, like, you pick your poison, right? Mm -hmm. So, no, I would not want you to think about managing your mental health on your own. I think that we can all use support. Mm -hmm. I think that we are all better for the support that we receive. And I think that you know, we can create a new society since society is made up of individuals, a new society that understands that, um, you know, life doesn't come with a manual, okay? How you show up for it ecologically in community will determine the world that we create, you know? So go out there, support yourself and your community in their healing. make the world a better place for my baby when she grows up she's seven so y'all got some time there's some there's some time there's some time (laughs) yeah so everybody listen lean into support you don't have to go at it alone right i always say it's better when we're together um bless thank you for gracing the space um you know where can folks find you Oy vey, where can you not um let's (laughs) see google me baby no the instagram is i am bless roxwell um website i am blessed roxwell will be coming soon life beam energetics i think is still up there if you're looking for a specific website um and then if you go to facebook and type in bless roxwell you will get my business page the life beam energetics page is still up there um and you know message me i like talking to people so you know message me leave a comment on one of my pictures um any of those things right and i'm happy to have a conversation or offer support even if it's a referral yeah right i do that all the time people are like i need x and i'm like okay go to this person right so i'm happy to give referrals um so yeah reach out find me bless roxwell r-o-x there you go well thank you again for tuning you know for joining us gracing the space everybody thanks for joining bless and i in the v spot to be continued
Thank you for spending quality time with me in the V-Spot. If you enjoyed this episode, subscribe, write a review, and tell a friend to tell a friend to meet us in the V-Spot. If you're interested in learning about ways to work with me, visit the website at www.intentionalhealingandwellness.com and set up a discovery call. You could also join the Intentional Healing and Wellness community on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. I'll catch you soon.